theme song. The Hello Kitty thing, like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why I get so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up, Gitchy, Gitchy, Goo means that I love you. What are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am Brad, and this is your co-host, Plushy Daddy. Woo! Also known as Seth. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, just got home from school and work. Uh, I've watched, um, what, oh God, what did I watch this week? Um, I watched some rom-coms. I watched The Sound of Metal, which we will get into later. Yes, yes, And that yes. was a phenomenal movie. Oh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> um, what about you? Uh, I've watched a couple rom-coms, but, uh... I also watched something else that I'm completely blanking on. Uh, just, uh, I guess, a lot of Naruto. I'm still, like, just binging that at the moment and just thoroughly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It is. This is the type of stuff that, like, you watched when you were eight. Like, or I, I assume, like, a lot of eight-year-olds watch this. Mm-hmm. This is some, like, top-tier shit. Yeah. And, like, good story, a lot of, like kind of gruesome action and just like i understand why like eight-year-olds would love this i would have loved this if i got into the like meat and bones of it but i obviously didn't i was like uh this is long jamie i think watched it since he was a kid oh yeah yeah he has because i've been talking to him about it um but no it's fantastic there are some excellent villains in it Mm-hmm. That I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. And yeah, I, I did watch a movie, but I completely forgot what you it was. You watched The Notebook. I did watch The Notebook. I also watched Crazy Rich Asians. I need to watch that one. Uh, we'll get into it, but... but um, Nah, I don't remember, and I don't really want to spend the time thinking about it. No, that's fair. We have a lot to talk about today. What do we have to talk about? Our top 10 rom-com, or romantic movies. Wait, like right now? I mean... Oh, I thought you had other stuff. I mean, that's like the main topic. We're not going to keep driving. I'm just saying that's like what the topic is today. Yeah. Just introducing. Top top 10 rom-coms. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Oh, yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I hope you got someone special to... Uh, annoy into listening to this podcast with so that uh, we can double our views <laughs> yeah 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 um i got some news do you have any news not off the top of my head no all right so i got dakota johnson from 50 shades of gray was cast as madam webb uh, i know you're like uh about it but i'm excited for it but that's just me why is this movie being made because andrew garfield did great in no way home so now they're like that's not money. why. That's not why. If that was why, they would give them the third movie. But, but that's not their why. Spider Verse. That's exactly why Sony is looking for cash grabs, and they will take any character. And for some reason, they do choose the most boring characters. I don't or, know. I'm interested. Or they take characters that are interesting and don't, and then they just ruin it. I'm talking about you, Morbius. Yeah, I don't know I, how I that's like, gonna go. I like the character of Morbius. Like he was, he was in the um, '90s animated cartoon mm-hmm. where it was. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the theme of it, but it was just like he was cool. He had like um, he would suck people's blood through his hands, mm-hmm. and it was like weird and awesome. But uh, this looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Jared Leto's iffy though. Yeah. 
iffy. Um, <laughs> iffy to say the least. He's not iffy. He's he, just he's a straight shit. cult leader. But anyways, yeah. um, the '90s show. I which, don't want to see oh, Madam Web. I really don't. I I also do want to get into it. So the reason like why they casted such a young act- actress for who what's normally a very old lady mm-hmm. is because there's a second version of Madam Web, which is she was previously a Spider Woman, and that's what I think they're gonna go for. Yeah, absolutely because sex appeal but like also i just want to i want to get into a little bit of spider woman spider woman has nothing to do with spider man Mm -hmm. there it's literally just like there's it's a weird backstory i did look into it like a while ago it's a weird backstory where it was like when she was in the womb like they injected her with spider dna Mm -hmm. and then whenever she was born she got like um, she got like kidnapped by Hydra and trained to be an assassin and then like killed her lover or fell in love with a target or something. And mm-hmm. then like just whenever she let, whenever she broke out of Hydra, she, um, uh, she just like forgot all of her memories though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she has no correlation with, um, um, Spider-Man. Her powers aren't even the same. I think she shoots lasers. Okay. So is it not like Spider-Gwen? No, not at all. Because isn't Spider-Gwen also Spider-Woman? She is, but not like, not the mainstream Spider-Woman. She's Spider-Woman of her universe, but mm-hmm. we never really like see her universe. Not to my knowledge. Maybe we do. But like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not the 616. Yeah. Spider-Woman in the 616 so is- is our universe the 616 then? Not the movies. But the comics. The comics, yes. Okay, because I've heard that a lot, and I don't, I didn't know what that meant fully. Yeah, so like, DC will usually they're much more streamlined with it. It's where it's like there's an Earth Prime, and then it's like one through yeah fifty two or something. And there's like an Earth X or something, and so it's like it's pretty basic. But then with um, Marvel, it's like ah, uh, we got a. Our main one is Earth 616, and there's a. Uh, I think the movies are Earth um, 99999 or not something, I don't know, or like a million or something like that. Um, it's just like they just kind of throw out random numbers, mm-hmm. which makes it even more confusing. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Sp- Spider Woman's a weird character. Great comic, though, by her, where she's. Um, it's by Matt Fraction, who did Hawkeye. And um, she's pregnant in it. Super okay. interesting and fun. I love that that arc. I'd rather see like that. I'd rather see a movie based off that than this. That's fair. This looks bad. Sounds bad. How how did the pitch meeting go for this? I think I will be pleasantly surprised. I think I will look at it and go, how do movies get made anymore? There's such cr- cash grabs for just absolute shit. <laughs> You're so, like, cutthroat. I'm so cutthroat for bad movies, which is what the Sony Spider-Verse movies are. Venom's good. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Not really. It's not, like, the best movie of all time, it's but not, it's a fun time. It's not great. It's fun. The first one is, and the second one's a fun time. I, I like the first one better. It's not good. No, what? Yeah. You like it better? Yeah. The action in that sucks. There's no action in the second one. There is action. It's very for like ten minutes, and it's but it's much clearer because it's like they they use weapons. It's not just like two goops going at it. Like it sucks. 
I liked it. It's chaotic and ridiculous, and you can't follow what's going on. I mean, I disagree. It's like a Transformers movie. You have no idea what's happening in that battle. I disagree. Do you like the Transformers movies? You know what my answer's going to be. Uh, no, actually, I have an idea, but I don't know. Yes, but I think Bumblebee's the only actually like stellar one. That's the correct answer. Okay, cool. Well, kind of. Bumblebee is the best one. Bumblebee is definitely the best one. But, and the first one's good. I think after that, they're all shit. I don't remember any of them after the first one. I remember, I remember them, but they give me headaches now. I remember in like five, I think, the guy's like, <laughs> yeah, there are five. The Romeo and Juliet law. And I'm just like, if you no, have to play out a that's law. Four. That's four. Okay. It's ridiculous and dumb. Why is this in a movie? a law to date someone, you shouldn't <laughs> date them. Why is this in a movie? This is an overbloated like two and a half hour movie. And this is like a 10 minute scene that is in this movie where it's an argument between Mark Wahlberg and a pedophile. And, and yes and no. But also, I mean, we should be blaming um, who's the director of those. I'm absolutely forgetting Michael his Bay. name. Michael Bay. It, because like he's always over sexualizing women, young women. Yeah. And like, yeah, he is. and so it's the thing of like it's a 10 minute scene where it's like they're arguing mark Wahlberg, just a human pile of meat is just like arguing like what can you even date her like you're 20 years old she's 17 that's not okay and then and then it all culminates in him pulling this romeo and juliet law card out of his wallet like he has been this has been brought up enough that like he has a card he has it ready to go because he's like ah not the first time i've done this how many underage girls are you dating my dude like I, let's let's really discuss this i mean i guess for about two years because he's 20 <laughs> he's been doing it for two years uh but it's just like it's it's so ridiculous and out of place and also by the way like once he pulls out the card conversation's over like it's supposed to be like a hand wave like oh it's fine it's not fine it's no. weird and bad yeah this, it's this movie sucks I don't remember it, Both so that the, says a lot. Two, three, four, and five are awful movies. Bumblebee was good as heck, though. Bumblebee wasn't done by Michael Bay. That's why it's good. You're right. Ugh. I'm not going to argue. You're right. <sighs> and Haley Steinfeld is just chef's kiss. She's great. I fucking hate those movies, though. I know you do. You have, you have such a thing for, about Michael Bay. He you sucks. Hate him. You hate him. His TMNT movies suck, too. I mean, I like those. Bad. But like I don't I don't like boast. I just enjoy them. The only good TMNT movie is the first one. Like the very first one from the nineteen ninety. Yeah. It's the best one. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> you're just you're really passionate right now. I'm just kind of like very that. passionate. We're, I just it's so funny because we're on the exact same page and it feels like you're trying <laughs> to argue and I'm just like, bro. I'm with you about this one. <laughs> Michael Bay's rough. Um, well, anyway, defend him. How do you defend him? What all has that man made? Let's let's look. Thirteen hours is what everyone brings up. They're like, but he made thirteen hours, and it's like, what yeah, is he that? made a military movie because he always he's good at military shit. Why doesn't he keep doing that? I don't know. He just keeps making bad films. He made something. He did make Bumblebee. No, he didn't. He did not direct that. He didn't direct it, but he was a producer. Doesn't matter. That's fair. Doesn't matter. Director. Um, I'm trying to see if he did anything else I've watched. Yeah, he did Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Awful film, I've heard. 
Um, someone I know likes it, but it's an awful film. There's like a scene where it, he did like, the purge. What? You got to look at director. Okay, hold on. Let me yeah before I put that out. No, that was James DeMarco. Yeah, a lot of people are producers on a lot of different things, which is wild. Um, did you ever watch I Am Number Four? That's a good one that he didn't direct but produced. Is that that? Um, it was, that, one, it was is, part of the book to movies like. Wave. Yeah, is that that Divergent like spinoff? No, that that's just called Four. This is like where they're aliens and they have powers. No, it's really wild. It it's actually one of the best ones that came out of that phase, in my opinion. Does this have to do with the movie Nine? No. Oh. Then no, that's I Tim no, Burton, right? That is it. That Nine? makes a lot of sense, with actually. The, like the puppet thing. Yeah. Yes, that's Tim Burton. Is that good? I haven't watched it. Mm, neither. But have I've I. heard great things about it. Mm. So I'm. Why open. is it slept on? I just don't think it. I think it was one of those like straight to DVD ones. Ah, so it sucks. just didn't get the hype. I should watch that. Same thing with like um Love and Monsters. Not like it wasn't because of a pandemic. But, yeah, I was gonna say. Um. He produced a lot of like decent movies. Don't worry about his producing because producing is just a cash grab. Yeah, you're right. So there's no like, I mean, if you're a producer, you do have creative control on it. But a lot of times they don't do that. They just go like, this is going to make a lot of money. So I'm going to like give you some money so that I can get some back. That's fair. Well, I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, did he direct this? And if he didn't, I'm like, oh, well, I like that one. Go to IMDb. There should be like a director's like only okay, hold on. section with it. Although we started with Madam Web, now we've just traveled so far. It's fine. We'll get back to the point in our own time. <laughs> this is great content, just like utter silence. <laughs> we'll cut it. Um, no, keep it in. <laughs> you're the one editing. That's true. How are you guys doing today? Are you enjoying your day? I wasn't. Until I came here. Now I am. That's nice. I'm glad this is helping <laughs> this you is out. This is a highlight of like my week. It's it's always a good time. Yeah. So there's no like directing. Oh my gosh. This is. Maybe you can find it. This but I should cannot. be way simpler than it is. I don't go on IMDb a lot. So it's. Do you have the app? Yeah. Use the app. That's what I'm doing. But I, I still don't use this app a lot. Michael. But I... There's his filmography, but it doesn't say like if he directed it or produced it. Uh, producer, 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 director. Okay. Yeah, Six Underground, bad film. Transformers, 13 Hours. 13 Hours is like, from what I've heard, a good film. I have not seen it, but it's a military film. And if it is a good film, great. But otherwise, eh. Mm -hmm. I don't know what pain and gain is. A lot of Transformers. He did The Island. He did The Lionel Richie show i don't know oh he did the bad boys movies i haven't seen either of those they're not great either he did armageddon with bruce willis and ben affleck i haven't seen that one. Oh, he did pearl harbor didn't see that one oh, I, I know about this movie though it's another one of those um it's just like it's just disaster it's just like there's not really a plot which is crazy because they're doing they're talking about pearl harbor but there's really no plot. It's just destruction for destruction's sake. Mm -hmm. And that's all he does is destruction for destruction's sake. And he gets it for free because he includes the military and they, they give him free shit. This dude shouldn't be a director. I really don't like Michael Bay. I, I remember when we first started this podcast, you were like, I will not interview Michael Bay. And is it M. Night Shyamalan? 
Oh yeah, I'll go off on M Night Shyamalan for a minute too. So M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> we'll we'll do that another day. Uh, let's let's save that rant because Sixth Sense will probably come up at some point. Oh god, that's a good movie. Or just the next time he makes another movie like um old. The, the Beach That Makes You Old. Oh, I didn't watch that one, but I heard I, it was wild. I know what happens in it, and don't it's tell crazy. Me. I don't want to it, know. No, it's stupid. It's always stupid because he doesn't make it. he doesn't make any good. He makes stupid movies. I Actually, no, no, not old. A different movie. No, you don't even know what it is. It's any of his. I know you haven't seen it. What signs? That's a don't great care. movie. It's a great movie. What? I was gonna say like, what good movie has he made in the past twenty years? And I was Six like, sons. and I was like, now split. Split was that good? I've heard great things. I've heard horrible things. No, I've heard horrible things. Actually, I, I've I've heard horrible things, and I have horrible things to say about Glass, which is um the like superhero team up version of it. Well, yeah, kind of, because it's like it was. What's that one with Bruce Willis where he said Unbreakable? Mm-hmm. So he did Unbreakable, and that was a good one. But it kind of became like a sleeper hit, right? And then the Split came out, and it was it was just like its own story and that at the end it was revealed oh this is connected to the movie Unbreakable because Bruce Willis showed up mm-hmm. and it was like holy shit and then 2019 came and then they the movie Glass came out mm-hmm. and this was like the kind of Avengers Endgame of it where it all came together and it was all of them and my god is that movie dog shit yeah it's really bad and it makes no sense. It's the final film, and it was meant to be the final film, but they left it open for, like, a universe to be made. Mm-hmm. But it was like, but this is the last one. And that's actually a big issue right now, because didn't Universal also try to do, like, their own monster universe? And oh, the utterly dark failed. universe. And it utter because the mummy oh, was horrendous. The dark universe. Oh, Have they've you, been trying to start the dark universe for so they long. They ended it, though. They like cut it off. Officially? The mummy did so bad. They cut it off, and that it was the mummy. No, because they tried it again with the Invisible Man. But no, because the thing, because Invisible Man, the whole story changed. Because they were gonna do where Johnny Depp was the Invisible Man, but instead they made it an abuse story. But you're also missing something else. So like the Dark Universe started with what? What do you think it started with? The mummy? No, Dracula Untold. Oh, you're right. It started with Dracula Untold, and then what happened? That movie's bombed, so they were like, all right, we're going to kill this, and then they started again with The Mummy. So it's like, and then that bombed, so they killed it again, and then they are starting again with The Invisible Man. They're done with the universe, though. This no, is they're, they're trying they're doing it again. separate things. They will do it again Have and again and again. Have you seen The Invisible Man? It's good. It doesn't connect to anything. They can absolutely make it connect by just having them show up again. But spoilers for the Invisible Man, he died. The technology. Oh, I guess. Use the technology if they they absolutely will, because it it was successful, which is what they needed. I mean, they actually did. It was was, really good. Yeah, like they did what was. I mean, one they they made all the right choices. They gave it to Blumhouse, which they do Mm -hmm. very good low budget horror films. So they made one. And then, and they, and Blumhouse, we were like, we're just going to make one story. And that's the success. That's what, why Iron Man is a success because there wasn't plans for an MCU Mm-mm. then. Mm-hmm. It was just, let's make this. And if we're successful, we can make one more. Mm-hmm. That's how the MCU started. And so it was the thing of like, but with the mummy and Dracula Untold, it was, they were planning on this stuff and they didn't focus on making a good movie. So they made, so they were utterly trash. 
I actually enjoyed The Mummy. I haven't seen it, but I heard it was horrible. I did enjoy it. I did, because it was... I like the mythology of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it couldn't beat Brandon Fraser's, though. No, no, absolutely not. Those are great. They should just do that, yeah. honestly, if they're wanting to connect it with the other movies. Just, just connect like, it to The Mummy. Start. That was a start. We're fine. <laughs> Those are great movies, man. The Mummy trilogy. Mm-hmm. I hope they do do, like, The Wolfman. <laughs> do, do. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope they do uh, The Wolfman and... Um, uh, Frankenstein, though. Or Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I want, like, fun, those type of movies. Um, I want If good you like Invisible Man, though, you should check out Get Out. Yeah, well, I mean, Same like, energy. Well, any of, um, what's his name? Kim Peel. One of the, he's, he, he's doing those, like, one of them. Mm-hmm. It's, I maybe Jordan Key or Jordan Peel. I'm forgetting the name. I'm sorry. But like he makes a bunch of those. Did he direct it or did he act in it? He directed it. Um, and he makes a bunch of horror films and they're like, they're, they're quality films. Mm-hmm. And um, just, yeah, I, I need to check those out. But it's just a thing of like horror movies are not really my cup of tea. No, that's right. And well, here's one thing. It's Jordan Peele. You're right. Jordan Peele. Yeah. Um, Who's the other one? I don't know. All right. <laughs> I'm going to be real. Um, but here's what I'll say. I also don't like, oh, wow, that's him. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He was, a, he was a comedy dude before he turned Yeah, that's what I'd say. He also did Us. It's Key Peel. He was in prom. Key and Peel. Key, is it Key and Peel? That was the comedy show that went for five seasons. Okay. Um, But he did Candyman. Keegan, Michael, Key, and Jordan Peel. Yeah. Okay, he did he did Candyman, the new one that came out. Yeah, I heard that was bad. I didn't hear anything about it. Um, and then he did Us in 2019, and I don't know what that was about. I know they like had masks. That was like sort of this um um sequel to Get Out. I think Us is the one where there are um spoilers where it's like there are doppelgangers of like this family, Mm -hmm. and the doppelgangers are wanting to kill the original family, and I guess like take their place. Okay, I might check that out just because I like Get Out so much. Um, but here's the thing: I don't like horror movies. Yeah, let same. me just like g- completely say that there are a few select ones that I like, but mm-hmm. it's for special reasons. Like A Quiet Place, the sound design is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Get Out just is a really good film and has a lot of social commentary. Um, I like The Conjuring. I've I don't do Ghost. <laughs> the Ghost is where you draw ghost the line. Ghost are where I draw my line. Why? I'll watch Slashers. I'll watch Get Out. I'll watch. Uh, um, I just said it. I'll watch Slashers. I'll watch Get Out. And then I'll watch um us. Uh, a Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Or but the Invisible like, Man. Or the, like, but it it has to have like there has to be something else to it. I can't just do scare for scare. Why? Why no ghosts? Because how am I gonna fight a ghost? <laughs> I can fight a slasher. If he, if you've if, watched fifteen seasons of Supernatural, <laughs> different type. That's not scary. That's action and there, adventure. It, there's ghosts in it. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. Any of these creatures is like they're invincible unless you set up rules. So it's like it doesn't. I don't know the rules in our universe, bro. <laughs> you're not gonna know the rules if it's like a doppelganger or if it's like a werewolf. You don't know the rules. I can try stuff. You can I have try a stuff. You can try stuff with ghosts. I have a chance. 
they're they're you can they walk you can walk through them they can walk through you it doesn't it, they're they're untouchable well, let's try some shit well uh, supernatural is the best choice grab some iron grab some salt let's do it let's try to find whatever remnant of them is left and burn it until they disappear and go back to the afterlife is, I am i'm more gonna likely, start with that all i'm saying is i am more likely to be able to stab someone or something than defeat a ghost and then they're invincible and then your neck is snapped because you tried to stab the black the creature of the black lagoon well i mean i would die if it was a creature of black lagoon anyways <laughs> i don't know how to defeat him okay my point is though this if it's a physical no animate creature i can actually like fight but if it's not I'm, I'm screwed okay so if you're up against danny phantom you're screwed yeah <laughs> danny phantom could Sorry. whip my butt and i i'm okay with that okay i made contentment with that statement that sounded uh kinky but we're gonna push past that <laughs> anyways back to the point of news um oh yeah back that to the 90s show has its cast for the netflix sequel series to that 70s show did you ever watch that i love that 70s show i did not watch season that six is show. awful don't watch it i won't probably watch any of it it's fun yeah. although hyde is the guy who played hyde is like a pedophile or a rapist or something and then Topher grace is in it i know that because he left the show to do spider-man and then it failed um yeah he was like oh, and oh bigger he things. was the linchpin no so he left and then they replaced him with this guy named randy and then they focused it on hyde because at the point hyde was living in eric's house mm-hmm. and then it kind of like season seven like everything outside of randy and donna is fine but randy and donna are like the main focus because is randy ashton kutcher no, Rand, that's Ashton Kutcher is, um, oh, damn. Um, wow, I just Kelso. showed you're not a real fan. Ashton Kutcher is Kelso. <laughs> okay. Um, Randy was this new guy, like completely thrown in random. You don't even, you have like, even seen him in pictures because is, he's just so is unimportant. Is Hyde the dude with the like curly yes. hair? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he'd be problematic now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's rough. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, they casted it for the Netflix sequel series though. Yeah. GTA six was announced. Uh, wasn't it announced that they're still working on or like there's plans for it? Yeah, but they're at least saying they're going to do it. Okay. They have, they've been radio silent for like 10 years. Okay. Um, I know I'm probably the only person who will care about this, but Red Hot Chili Peppers just released a single and I'm happy because they're my favorite band of all time. Cool. And that's it. That's the whole statement. I'm I've, just excited. I've never listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers. So- I'm not a music guy. I know. I know nothing about music. That's crazy. I like indie though. I like indie stuff. It's fun, nice. All right. Um, Armor Wars started filming. Oh really? I yes. didn't even hear about that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm really excited about that one. I want to see uh, Rhodey and more stuff. Yeah, me too. So I'm just I'm just excited about that. I think Ar- Ironheart is supposed to appear in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm also uh, hyped for that. I hope it connects to Falcon the Winter Soldier somehow. Probably won't. I think it is weird that. Um, what if Anthony Mackie showed up for like five minutes, not in costume or anything, and just gave a speech? Like he did. Yeah. That'd be fun. I would like to just Why kinda... was he in it, I guess? I mean, he was just kind of in it to be a a mirror, I guess. Like a pal to him because he's someone who can understand like yeah. what Anthony Mackie's character was going through. Yeah, I guess. The Meg 2 started filming. I don't know oh, if you're into shark God. movies. There were two Megs. I know there were two. There's only one. No, there's two. There no, were... they just started filming the second. No, there were two in the first one. 
Oh, yeah. There were two Megalodons. There was only actually one. They just thought they killed one, and it wasn't a... No, there were two. One was the baby, but it wasn't big yet. Megalodon. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the Jokel sequel has Jay- been... Why is Jason Statham, like, making this a franchise? <laughs> the Meg. I like Jason Statham. I like him too, but don't do this. No, the Meg should have been left at one film. Because <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was It was rough. I mean, no, it was good. Why, I enjoyed why it. Why do people still do shark movies? Is it just like Jaws was such a phenomenon that people are like, we can do it? They're just fun. They're, they're cheesy not. and fun. They're not anymore. They're bad. They're just bad. It depends on which ones you watch. I want to watch all of the Sharknado. I also want to do that. I know I'll have a headache by two. I heard there's a good drinking game you do. <laughs> what? Every time a shark is in a tornado, just chuck a beer. It's like every time this happens, every time that happens, it's supposed to be yeah, really I fun. Yeah, I know how drinking I know. Works. I'm just saying, like, it's like every time a shark lands on someone perfectly, or every time. <laughs> that sounds funny. Every we time someone that. says that, we the should F-bomb. do that. Let's do a movie commentary of all of the Sharknado movies, but we do the drinking game as we go. <laughs> we'll have to wait till I'm over 21, but I'm done. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then also a Joker sequel was confirmed, and I put a confirmed? big thumbs down for that one. Confirmed. Confirmed. They are doing a Joker sequel. Is Willem Dafoe in it? I, all I know is that they confirmed they are doing a film. If they don't put Willem Dafoe in it and do his idea for an imposter Joker, then it's all been a waste. It's a waste either way, in my opinion. What are they going to do in it? Bring they Batman shouldn't. in? They shouldn't. They just shouldn't do anything. They should have just left it at one film. Are they going to bring Batman in? They should have left it at none film. Okay, the first one was great, but none. we'll get back to that later. They should have just left it. And that's that's all I'll what say. What are they going to do in this movie? I mean, I guess, I mean, Batman's still a kid. To, or, not Batman, Bruce Wayne is still a kid whenever the could, first one ends. Pr- I totally believe that they'll just be like, oh, 20 years has passed. And then it's stupid. And then it's Batman, but told from the Joker's perspective. I don't want to see that. I agree. Also, he is not the Joker. <laughs> He's going to get his ass kicked. Um, oh, my God. That's such bad news. Yeah, I literally put a thumbs down on my nose <laughs> because I was like, I'm sad. This is awful. Uh, it did make a billion, though. It was good. It was the only R-rated movie to make a billion dollars. Because it was that good. <sighs> Anyways. Should have left it at none. Should have left it at one. None. Um, one. I'm sorry, you are not appreciating the pun that I just came up with. Super original pun, super funny, and you didn't even laugh at what it. What is it? Should have left it at none. <laughs> I got the pun, bro. I ignored it. Uh, I thought it was something else. I was like, that oh, was did he make a good pun? to ignore it. <laughs> eh. All right. So today we are discussing. Let's get back to the point. Today we are discussing our top 10 rom-coms or romantic oh, movies. 10? I do not have 10. <laughs> Brad, I told you it was top 10. No, you did not. You were like, we're doing rom-coms. I texted I was like, top 10. Right. We talked about top 10 in the podcast. We just record. Like, I literally heard us talk about it. I've got four <laughs> or five. All right. Well then. And these are not like top 10. These are like the only five I've ever seen. <laughs> You've only seen five romantic movies in your entire life. Pretty much that I want to talk about. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. I've seen more romantic shows. That's fair. Well, then I'll or start. In, or in high school. Romantic TV, anime. Great show. Fruit, if you like, you'll like Fruit Basket, son. 
Um, oh yeah, probably. Well, then I'll just go to like five, and then you can start going. You can talk about your ten. <laughs> that's fine. You can talk about. I'll uh, riff. It's fine. I can riff. Okay. Okay. So. Um, my candidates that were left out, the honorable mentions, are he's just not that into you. Oh, that's the one with Heath Ledger, right? No, that's oh. uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, what's well, he's also just a good not one. that into you? So basically, it's uh, it goes over the phenomenon of when girls are talking to each other about like boys and like he's not calling back. Or <gasps> oh, I I know what this one is. This is with the kid from Cobra Kai. Which kid? The 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 uh, D- Danny's son. No. What? I don't think so. It's with I'm Snow White from Once of that. You are thinking of he's all that. Mm. I'm talking th- this has um he's just Snow White from you. Once Upon a Time though. Cool. <laughs> um that's our honorable mention though. I really like it. It basically just goes over like the girl's point of view and like how they deal with her. And it's like it's like a multi relationship. Like there's like five different couples. Jennifer Aniston's in it. That sounds um, like a lot. They do it well. Oh, who's the male cast? Um, oh, Justin Long. Yeah, good good little cast. <laughs> oh, how sweet. Ben Affleck. Wow. Yeah, really random. Bradley Cooper and Mark Silverstein. <laughs> yeah, really random little girl. <laughs> that was crazy. Um Easy A, have you seen that one? Is that a rom-com? Yeah. Isn't that where like the teacher is bad? No, that's bad teacher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's I guess really that's bad teacher. Um what so is Easy A. So it's Emma Stone okay. and it's basically a re- a rendition of The Scarlet Letter. Do you know what that is? Oh, I hated The Scarlet Letter. It, this way is way better. Oh, the Scarlet Letter. So she fakes having sex with a gay guy so that he doesn't get bullied. I hate this already. I I will never watch this film. Oh my god! And then people start giving her gift cards to say that she did things with them, and she basically just does it because she's that nice of a person. And then uh, it has um Phoebe from Friends, and it has um this sucks. It's it's fun. You need to watch it before you judge it. Oh. Um and Hate basically the the star- and, and the love interest is a uh, Joe from you. What do you think of the Scarlet Letter? I didn't read it. Ugh. I like Joe from you. Wait. No. Wait, who is the cook lady in season 2? That's love. I like love. I like no one else. Have you seen the third season? No, cuz I know what happens. I don't want to deal with it. It's bad. Don't watch it. Oh, just really? leave it alone. Just, just really? two was fine. I hated that show, anyways. But I like <laughs> love. You watched two seasons though. I liked love. I had a crush on love. That's and then, fair. But I know Love's what happens. Crazy, yeah, bro. I know. I know. Um, I know. He. I want to go off on you for a minute. He, all of his problems will be solved if he's not a murderer. Yeah. That's my whole problem with that show. People like it because it gives. It has very Dexter vibes, but with Dexter, it's like it. It's not like all of his problems will be solved if he's not a murderer. It with you, it's like just don't murder, and you're gonna have everything you've ever wanted. I would argue that all of Dexter's problems are caused by the fact that he's a serial killer. But that's a whole that uh, you have to see the whole they series do better for, with it. Yeah, they, they make it to where he he isn't he's likable. I don't yeah. like Joe. I don't root for Joe. I want to kill Joe. Yeah. Um. 
they should have killed him, but that's another conversation. And it just switches to love. That's what I wanted to happen. That would have been interesting. That I would have, been have, I would have so jumped good. back in if they were like, we killed Joe and now it's love. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I went on a whole rant to Alyssa about it and she doesn't even watch a show. And I was just like, they should have just killed Joe off. He's not interesting. I would have been down. Yeah, it would have been so much better. Um, so, well, anyways, my number 10 slot goes to Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Do you know what that is? No, not so at all. So it has Mila Kunis, Kirsten Bell. Um, uh, hold on. Let me look up the cast. <laughs> Mila Kunis, Kirsten Bell, Jason Siegel, and Russell Brand. And Paul, and oh, Paul good Rudd old Russell is just Brand. randomly in there. Um, when so, was this movie? 2009? 2008. I believe it. Russell Brand has not done anything in the 10s. That's fair. <laughs> he he really was like, it's 2010. Oh, I'm not doing anything. Um, that was what a good was act. this movie called? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. So Jason Segel and Kirsten Bell's character break up. And then he goes to Hawaii to forget about her. And then when he goes there, he finds that she's there with her new boyfriend, uh, who is um, Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Rand like Bill Hader. Yeah. Like it's like randomly stacked. Um, And then well, and he finds out she's with Russell Brand. And then yeah. he gets with Mila Kunis through the whole thing. And it's, it's a good fun. It's a really raunchy one, though. Like, be ready for some. Well, it's R. I watched the unrated version. That was rough. Um, It's good. Um, I put it in my number 10 slot because it's just fun. Okay. Um, Number nine slot. Clueless. I don't know Clueless. It's Paul Rudd. Okay, so we've got two for two, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd. I like that. These are only two Paul Rudds in them. Um, I would have loved it if it was all Paul Rudd. I wish he was in more movies. I'd watch him. Um, he is actually. All, I have a watch to watch one that I'm going to talk about last, um, and he's in it. Alicia uh, Silverstone. Yeah. So she basically is the pretty popular girl, and she makes this other girl <gasps> also popular. Oh, Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Oh, nice. And um, wait, is he dead? Is he dead? I hope not. No, he's not. For some reason, I thought he was dead, and I was like, oh, but he's still alive. My bad. Oh, well, good. Um, but so basically, uh, she makes this girl popular, and then she kind of takes her spot, and uh, Paul Rudd plays her stepbrother. Are any of these movies not in high school? One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven of them are not in high school. Oh, okay. Okay. Forgetting Sarah Marshall was not high school. They're uh, adults. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Clueless is in high school, though. Uh, and basically, she hurt Paul Rudd's love interest, and it's a fun story. Um, very good. Very campy. It's fun. Hmm. It was made in the 90s. Good time. Okay. You got to give me some more to riff off of. Okay, I'm sorry. The Notebook. Let's riff about this oh, one. This is a, your number... This is my number eight. Your number eight. Yeah, I want to get into The Notebook. It's a beautiful, it's it's beautiful. A beautiful story. I I want to build a house now. Yeah. I want to I build a house now and wait and just wait for my first love to come back, even though she never will. Um, but from what you told me, she shouldn't. You deserve better. <laughs> oh, is that against me? She shouldn't, man. No, you, suck. you deserve better. Let's be clear. You, Brad Miller, deserve um, better. Brad, the dude. <laughs> that i'm very skewed on i'm very biased um but no i the idea the like i watched that movie and just like it was 
yeah, the dad like sold his house and he says like, this is a good goal. And I was like, yeah, it really is a good goal. Like, it's such an like nice thing to be like, I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to fix up this house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, honestly, I really did think that he was going to take the like $50,000 offer and Joe go buy another house and then just like live in the fix up the second house, live in the second house and then just be rich or just live comfortably. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sounds great. I love that. I would do that. But then you have no movie. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. It's it's a great movie. My mother called me um, later after I watched it and was just like, what did you think? Did That's you so cry? Cute. And I was like, no, I did not cry. Um, oh, I need to talk about being notebooked. Oh, that's right. I, by being no, you said that you have been notebooked. Uh, does that mean that you and Alyssa have died together uh, no. in your sleep? So, so what being? Did no- you die the most so, perfect death? No. So I, w- I that's how I want to go out. Perfe- that is the most perfect. That's how I want to go out. Though. Right there. That is how I want to go out. Everyone does in your sleep, so it's painless and with the person, and at the same time as the person you love. Yeah. So neither of you have to live life without each other. Mm-hmm. That's of course everyone wants to live that die that way. That's my dream. I do. Um, yeah, it's my dream. So how I got notebooked though. So it was our first Valentine's Day. No, we've been dating a month and fourteen days. Okay. At the time of the At story. At the time of the story. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, she was just like, "Can we please watch a Notebook of Valentine's Day?" And I was like, "Cause she was begging me." And I, cause had she had you never seen it, never before? saw it before. And uh, she was just like, "I really, it's one of my favorites." Like, please. And I was like, "Okay, how do we watch it on Valentine's Day? That way, it's a rom com. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a comedy. No, it's, it's a, not it's a, a romantic rom- movie. It's very much just like it's not a rom com. It is a romantic movie, yeah, and it's good. It's very good. And um, I was just like, "Yeah, okay, we can." And then so we did. And then we're sitting there, and then the end comes, and he's dying with her. And I'm just I'm bawling like I mm. I have cried I'm getting tissues you, I'm doing like the <laughs> like that the whole like blowing nose thing like it's it sounds horrible just like I did when Aunt May died in No Way Home like that type of shit. Oh, did you do that? I didn't notice. You were a little far away, but it's fine. Uh, I cried. I was too pumped that she said, "With great power comes great responsibility." Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I I was bawling not mm-hmm. bawling, but I was crying pretty decently. I cried all three times I saw that movie. Um. I cried none. So good. Uh, but it's very hard to make me cry. Same. That being said, Enca- I don't cry. Encanto did make me cry. <laughs> I cry when things are beautiful, and I'll explain. That's and very true. That's a good point. Yeah. They think that, about what I cry to. Well, I don't know what you've cried to, except apparently Aunt May. There's well, I, the movie I recommend today. There's a scene I cried in, and I want. I'm going to talk to you about it next week. Okay, but anyways, so uh, I so we're watching it and I'm I'm crying and I was like and I've so in One Tree Hill this is the reference that this comes <laughs> Why from. Why is your always your references? Shitty show soap operas. Such a good you watch Vampire Diaries. It's I don't want to hear oh, anything. I know, but I know it's a shitty soap I opera and I don't Hill reference it a lot except know, for Twilight. I know One Tree Hill is bad, but it's my guilty pleasure. You reference it to like everything though, and like I only reference Vampire Diaries to like when Twilight comes up because it's my I'm like I'd pleasure. rather watch vampire diaries because it's better not better than one tree hill it's better than twilight yeah um besides the last three, the last three are pretty great um but anyways so in so basically it's where you watch the movie with someone and they haven't seen it and you do it early in the relationship and Alyssa didn't mean to do that she didn't even know it was a thing until after it was very funny i was so like she, i can't believe she, you notebooked me and she was she like wants, what she wants you to be ryan gosling 
or that's no. the idea no the idea oh. is so you watch it and then after you're just like that was such a beautiful story and then all of a sudden you're thinking like god i want that and like you're going through and then all of a sudden you look to your side and there's your girlfriend <laughs> and you're just like I love you and like you just kind of start cuddling in you just start simping you just start simping hard and then you get notebooked you're hooked oh you got notebooked my dude I got notebooked hard and she didn't even know it she was like what is that and I was like you don't know what it is and you just did it to me (laughs) (laughs) and then I told her she was like oh well, that's just a good byproduct. <laughs> I was like, thanks, babe. Um, I have a funny story about the notebook. What you got? Uh, that my mother told me. Um, they, My parents watched the notebook in theaters when it came out. And then at the end of the movie, my dad turned to my mom and was like, that's going to be us one day. And they've been, uh, I believe in about a week, they will be divorced 11 years. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dang. So that comment did not age well. Dang. I was expecting this to be some romantic story you for a second. I forgot they were divorced. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be so sweet. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, All I right. Gotta bring, I got to bring that up with my dad. <laughs> uh, That's funny. That's funny as but hell. Anyways, so I got a notebook. <laughs> it's going to be us. <laughs> He's on his second marriage. <laughs> Jesus Love <Christ>. you, dad. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, number seven, when Harry met Sally. I've heard about this one. It's um, oh, Jesus, I'm so bad with actresses and actors. You're very bad. I'm so bad. I've gotten better though. This is me, like my best. That's fair. Um, Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan and Billy Crystal. Oh, Billy Crystal is the lead. Yeah, he's the lead. Oh, that's very nice. So basically, <gasps> Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she has a great Hell role. Yeah. She has a great role. When was this? Oh my gosh, 1989. Yeah, it's old. How old was Billy Crystal when this came out? Um, well, he is. 73 oh, he was like he was like um rom-com age yeah like okay okay yeah it's you very good. recommended this to me i would have watched this oh it's, it's on my list brad you will get this recommended no i mean like for this episode oh i would have watched it for this oh i'm sorry um no this looks good um it's also by rob reiner who does a lot of um rom-coms um it's on hbo max man i could have watched this yeah me and also watched it recently why isn't this on there like they have a category on hbo max for rom-coms it is and i didn't see it you must have missed it it's there though the i just only watched one it. in that category that interests me was crazy rich asians that's fair D- is that on your list no can i, I talk seen about it. it hold on let me finish when hearing about sally first okay fair enough um so basically you go through like i think it's like 12 years Oh wow! Or like ten years, um, and like you see them meet, and then you see them meet again, and then you see them meet again, mm-hmm. and uh, essentially like they become friends, and like you know, and, and, uh, it everything happens. It's very good though. The pacing's really interesting. The story does not take the turns you think it would. Their relationship is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Meg Ryan is just a star in everything she does. Yeah. Um, and it's just. I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to tell you. Okay. But, like, it just warms my heart. It is something I can rewatch over other. and over. It just warms my heart. I'm they ignoring kill each that other, comment. Don't they? No. All right. It warms my heart, though. I'm going to ignore that comment as I say it comment. again. Um, but, yes. So, definitely one I recommend. Definitely one I think you will like and appreciate in a different light. Okay. 
Yeah. I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. win. But Talk about Crazy Rich Asians, though. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. So that was one that I watched because that was like the biggest one of 2018. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. And like, I, I didn't watch it. I don't really know why I didn't watch it. I was just, I guess it just didn't interest me. But like, it was super successful. A lot of, it was putting a lot of shine on Asian actors and, and actresses. And I was like, good, cool. That's awesome. I'm not going to watch it, but I watched it and um, it's really nice. It, it talks about a lot of different um, cultural uh, differences and like it, like the fact of the female lead, she's Chinese, but she's Chinese American mm-hmm. and she goes to this very rich family uh, in Singapore and they're Chinese and they go like, you, you may speak our time, but you're American and like they, they kind of are a bit racist against her mm-hmm. for that. And like, they're very, and they're very like against the fact that she's poor or not poor. She's not even poor. She's just like, she's fine. And then it's just like, they like look, the family is just like trying to go against her. But the, the male Henry Golding, who's snake eyes but in, mm-hmm. in a bad movie called snake eyes um but he's great in this and he's very fun he's just uh he's just i don't know he's just really fun and he's very sweet very loving uh there's like a side story about another couple where um spoilers uh they like they break up they're like they're married and like they end up getting a divorce and stuff and it kind of deals with a lot of also, not deals with but like they also throw in a bunch of like ah oh, we're rich and we do crazy rich stuff woo mm-hmm. and like that sort of thing and but it was really fun and it was very emotional and fun and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it Fair and they're enough. gonna make more they are yeah it was a tr- it was a book series apparently oh yeah so they're gonna make more I'm intrigued I'm gonna watch it when they come no. out now I want to watch it me and Alyssa have talked about it we want to watch it soon you should you should watch it on Valentine's Day I've heard good things we, we watch The Notebook every Valentine's Day making a movie marathon <laughs> maybe we'll see um we usually try to just watch one movie and do other things um uh, like fair, play board games stuff of that nature so wait you no, you watch one movie on valentine's day and it's always the notebook yep we're about to be three Boring. years running you gotta make that two movies at least and you change up the second movie maybe i don't know it's kind of our thing like we made a tradition after the first bored one of it i'm not I would I eventually. specifically only watch it once a year so I don't get bored of it. Add another one so it it doesn't but ever grow stale. I don't need to. I forget. I have a horrible memory. Add another one. No. Add another one. No. You should. I'm perfectly my fine enjoying my notebook. You should add another one. Um email in. Should he add another number one? Number 6. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Matthew McConaughey. Have you seen it? Oh, all right, all right, all right. No, I have not seen this. Um, Matthew McConaughey is a weird dude. I, I love like him, him so much. He's I like in a him, but lot he's a of weird great dude. movies. There's a he really was, funny one, Fool's Gold. You should watch it. I, I told you I listened to about maybe half of his um, autobiography. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been abused. Yeah. Like seriously abused. You know that? But he doesn't view it as abuse. Oh. He views it as good things. Like his father would beat the shit out of his brothers. And he was like, that was a rite of passage. Okay. So this man got issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. It's just, he's just got like such a positive outlook on life Mm -hmm. that you can literally beat the shit out of him. And he will be like, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) Man's crazy, but I like him. Um, I love Mandy McConaughey. 
uh, but how to lose guy in two days. It's really good. So basically you have Is it like an instruction manual. No. So you know how in magazines, uh, they have like how to do this in so many days and all that. And like, and like, uh, like how uh, to lose weight. Yeah. Like all that. So basically Kate Hudson plays a girl that does the magazine. Okay. And she makes a deal that if she writes a, uh, an article over how to lose a guy in 10 days, she can start writing about whatever she wants. This feels very sex in the city. It might be. I haven't seen it. Um, and then Matthew McConaughey is an advertiser. And like he creates like logos and like uh, phrases to like sell things. Okay. And so he makes a deal with his boss that if he can get a girl to fall in love with him in 10 days hill uh that he can do the this advertising for this big thing that they have about to happen is yes. one of his phrases that's the thing about col- or these high school girls no oh, no damn it it's frost yourself <laughs> missed opportunity frost yourself it's about like uh diamonds like frost yourself he's a bad advertiser <laughs> no you should not, see it it, it worked not, well you're not you're no. not a girl buying diamond necklaces Frost yourself. Frost yourself. That's not a good tag. Girls call diamonds frosting. That's w- genuinely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's where it came from. I guess. Anyways, that's worse than every kiss begins with K. That one is bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, but okay. Let's backtrack here. So the, <laughs> every the, the, the kiss plot begins of the movie. with K. I should add that to. <laughs> I should add that to the freaking <laughs> theme song. Um. Just cut this. No, no, you have to keep in the. <laughs> yes, that's what I do. I just. Um, but anyway, so then you so you have these feuding bets. I'm one still saying, laughing. Over I know. That. <laughs> I'm trying to move on. So you have one that's about trying to lose a guy, and then you have another one saying, "I have to make her fall in love with me." And, and they fall in love together. And they fall in love, of course, with each other. Yes. Okay. And then so then so then so his so the so his boss sets him up with the girl. Because these two girls like scheme and like accidentally like purposefully set them up to fail. Is the point, does every rom-com have to include irony? I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to leave that out in the open. Um, Continue. But yeah. So, and then like the story unfolds and so forth and so on. You know, it's really good. It's one I can like rewatch over and over. I gotta be honest. I I might just watch that for uh, Matthew McConaughey alone. Also, Agatha Harkness is in it. Oh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. You know what's a weird thing? If you had said Catherine Hahn, I would have recognized that name faster. I know. <laughs> Which is weird. Um, I would need I'll, you to say Agatha Harkness, or I would not remember her. I like Catherine Hahn. Yeah, she's good. she has a good little part. Um, yeah. Great. It's a great movie. I don't want her show. <laughs> I know you don't. I'm excited for it. Um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. What is that? So it's an indie. It's the indie movie of indie movies. Oh, awesome. Sold already. So basically it's Michael Cera. The indie movie of indie movies is Clerks, by the way. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't confirm. But um, so Michael Cera plays Nick oh, and no. Kat Dennings. Wait, I'm, I'm off already. I don't like Michael Cera. <laughs> Dang, I love him. And then Kat Dennings is Nora. Wait, Kat Dennings um WandaVision Cat Dennings. Darcy? Yes. Oh, I love Darcy. Right? Oh, why is she dating um Michael Sarah? You'll see. So oh, I'm gonna make you watch it at some point. Gross. Don't be fooled. Um so essentially they both go to this concert hoping to find this uh band, this like secret under underground indie band. Mm-hmm. 
And the whole night is basically them trying to find this man, but but her friend gets drunk and gets lost in New York City, so they have to find her as well. And then he's in a band, so and then his bandmates are helping them out, and the whole night just kind of goes. And through. then they write a song about it. No, oh, missed no, opportunity. No, maybe, but <laughs> maybe. it's really good. Um, and then, like the whole thing is like they're just trying. So basically, there is an indie movie about people who like indie bands trying to find the best indie band that they love and okay. it's called where's bunny i think um bunny? it's really good where's bunny um it's like you got to find him that's like the pun um where's waldo it's really good it's really funny cat dennings is just great to look at oh yeah um, oh yes michael Sierra has a great role he plays the same role in every movie he's but it's not still there. great to look at no but he's fun um He's, you know, he's Scott Pilgrim. I know, right? Okay, just making sure. That's also a turnoff for me of Scott Pilgrim. That's valid. Um, it's good. I really like it. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna kind of leave it at that. I think you should watch it. Soundtrack's banging. Okay. There's a there's a there's a there's a chewed gum joke throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear about that after you watch it. Okay. Uh- <laughs> I, I'm gonna ask a question. Is Love Simon on your list? No. Okay, let's talk about Love, Simon, for a minute. Because yeah, yeah, that was on my feel list. Feel free to bring me up at any point. Because oh, I'm about to hit four. Cool, cool. That's what I'm doing. Um, love, Simon's fantastic. It is. I feel that's such a great love story. And it really deals with like some amazing things. It's a great modern love story or rom-com, mm-hmm. I feel. Because um, like, it just deals with... We talked about it... Um, either last week I think it was last week where it was just the scene where um one of the kids outs him to everybody mm-hmm. and he loses that moment that like moment that was supposed to be hit like that scene whenever he tells him like what the other dude did and like what he has now lost for it just it's like so it like it hit me of like oh shit I never like before that really even realized how important that moment is for people and then he he said that he had this rant about it and I was just like oh shit oh shit like I realized it and it was just and it's such a it's such a cute love story I was so rooting for it to be um Wally West from The Flash and I was so happy it me was too. I was I I really did believe it though whenever I, like he walked in on him kissing a girl I was like oh damn it it's not Wally yeah uh, but it was it was Wally mm-hmm. and I was like yes awesome and the Ferris wheel scene is like so good oh it's so great and so fun um I want to I want to roll back to the notebook bad way to ask someone out yeah, he's toxic in the beginning. You, but you also, you, I had mentioned it to you. I was like, "What is this man? Do? I, th- I don't like this character so far." And you were like, "You're not supposed to. You are supposed to, just not at that moment." Yeah, you weren't at that. That's why. No, meant. I think you are supposed to like him at that moment. I think it was just like people didn't understand. <laughs> no, he was toxic. He was absolutely, but I think I don't think that was the point of that. I think it was supposed to be like cute that he was persistent, but it's like mm. it doesn't. It didn't age well. No, it didn't age well. Um, but yeah, no. The Love Simon is such a fantastic movie. I love just the when she pants him though, in the Notebook. Oh, in the Notebook. That I was, was like, good. when did she pants? Who did? Who that was pants Simon? No, no. Um, sorry. Go on. No, I just. Uh, no, that was a good like payback kind of a way, but it was still like that wasn't enough. Um, but like in Love Summit, I just I love all everything about it. We've got one Timothy Oliphant as um, the dad, awesome pick. Yeah. Um, and just like I love I love the conversation he has with his dad. Uh, it, I love just 
I love that he was supportive of his sister and her cooking endeavors. I love the interaction of how like his girl best friend had a crush on him and she was so oblivious she didn't realize he was gay mm-hmm. <laughs> and how like that also broke her. I was like, this is a fantastic film and it's so great. I love it. No, it's it's really good. That's one I'm sad I don't own yet. I own it. It's good. I bought it because I was like, I want it. I want it. I love it. It's great. It's one of my sister's favorites. And I remember uh, I was in Washington visiting my cousin and I was just like, guys, we should watch this. This one's really good. Yeah. And they were all like, I don't know. And I was like, guys, it has gay representation. Like, it's, <laughs> and, like you're literally a lesbian. Please just watch it. Yeah. Like, please. And then my cousin was like, I guess. And then she watched it. She was like, Seth, that was such a good pick. And I was like, I know. I told you. <laughs> it's great. We, um, in high school, we read that book really I, I was in a book club and we read that book and once we were at some point towards the end i was like we should watch the movie and they were like oh i'd love to watch the movie but i don't think it's on anything and i was like oh i own it and they were like oh let's do let's watch it and it was and we all watched it and it was super fun and it was great brad you got layers i didn't know you were in a book club yeah i was in a book club that's cool so i always got layers i'm like an onion I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. If I didn't say that, then I am not a 2000s yeah, kid. You could not. Yeah, that's fair. You had you 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 rightfully <laughs> stole that moment from me. Yes. But yeah, no, I I agree. Love Simon is a really good one. Yeah. What's your number four? Crazy stupid love. I thought you were about to say crazy stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. Crazy, it's crazy rich. Um, yes, crazy stupid love. I've heard about this one. I told you about it like three times. Yes, but also I've heard about it just in general. Um, tell me more about it. So Will Ferrell and uh, Julie Moore. Will Ferrell Jul- and not Will Ferrell. Um, Steve Carell and Julianne Moore. <laughs> okay, I said that's the wrong a, name. That's a, the leap. You really got I know. that wrong. I said the wrong name. Um, so basically, it opens up and they're on a date, and she's like, "I want a divorce." Mm-hmm. And then, as you do, and then they're in the car, and she, he's just dead silent because he's heartbroken. Yeah, and then she's just she's just ranting and ranting. She's like, "Well, I'm just gonna tell you, I slept with uh, David Lynn Hagen, which is a very funny joke throughout the whole movie. You have to see it." Um, and okay. she, and so then uh, Steve Carell's Does character, David Lynn Hagen, have a hog. No, but his, he is Kevin Bacon from Footloose. Okay, there's a pig joke in there somewhere. Probably. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. That, 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 it was the bacon. Um, yeah. Anyways. Um, but Someone emailing a, the joke. It's so uh, basically, um, they're in the car and she says that. And he's like, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to jump out of the car. And then she just keeps talking. And then he just jumps out of the car. My sister's done that. It's funny. It's yeah. really freaking funny. Um, and then, so then you have that story and them dealing with that. And then you also have Lynn Hagen trying to get with Julianne Moore's character. And then you have Emma Stone meeting Ryan Gosling's character. And she's been dating this Joe Schmo who's born as hell. And Ryan Gosling is like this stud. He the walks absolute. up. He walks up and he's like, hey, I'm Noah from The Notebook. And she's like, hi. <laughs> nah, man. She's like, you're boring. And then, oh, and, like, okay. and then it's just, but like, it's so good, man. It's mm-hmm. so good. I can rewatch it over and over and not get bored every time because mm-hmm. there's just so much that's funny and fun. The kid from Zathora, the younger brother, he's in it. I didn't watch Zathora. Never? No. It didn't interest me. Doesn't look as good as Jumanji. I mean, it's its its own thing. It's fun. Yeah. Um, well, he's in it. Um, Emma Stone's in it. Josh, or not Josh. Emma Stone's in a lot of your picks. Yeah, I love her. 
She's great. She's just great to look at. This is at. also why you love the Amazing Spider-Man movies. No. I think I'm going to rewatch those soon. I also want to rewatch those I'm going to rewatch those soon. And you're going to, I know you are going to have the opinion of like, you're going to change your mind on those movies. I know I'm going to rewatch those movies and I'm going to go like, these are shit movies. I think I'll probably enjoy them more now. Um, but not the second one. I don't know about the second one. I like the first one. Though. I own the first one. I like the first one. First one's not great. Um, but yeah, the whole story is unravels and there's this really great scene at the end that I don't want to spoil. But uh, all I'm going to say for the viewers that might know is um, windmill. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. That's the scene I'm talking about, audience. Someone gets chopped up by a windmill. No, um, you're not going to guess it. Uh, it's, I think I it's, just it's nailed just it. It's really good. You were so far off tonight <laughs> and funny. Um, and yeah, that's. I think it's very funny. And it's just called. Oh, Aunt May makes an appearance. Oh, Marissa Tomei. Yes. And it's just it's just nice. How nice. She's also just nice to look at. You know, she's very famous before Aunt May, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make that that's clear. Just, that's just the main thing I know her from. Okay. Um, And yeah, that's that's my number four. You mean name my number three and then we'll go into your no, your last movie? Yeah. Okay. My number three is Weathering With You. It's okay. this poster behind me. Oh, okay. It's the anime. Okay. Um, and basically... Uh, um, this is my pick for the week, by the way. You're watching this this week. Oh, thanks for the spoilers. You're welcome. Um, and That's basically, fine. uh, I'm so, very down for an anime. Mm. Um, so, uh, the kid, I can't remember his name now. Um, I think it's Tomoka. He moves to, uh, Japan to get away from his family. And I'm not going to explain why yet. Cause it's, it's context. So we don't have to talk about you it. You know what I think we might want to do? What? Is we should just maybe go like if and if you want to know our opinions on this, come back next week. Just leave it empty. We're gonna talk about it next week. Okay, yeah. If you want to know my opinion about this movie, come back next week. Okay. Cool. What's your last movie? Talk about them. Uh, The Big Sick. Ah, oh, I totally forgot about that one. This is a fantastic. It film. was a phenomenal. We won't movie. go too into it because we just talked about it. Yeah. Uh, this is what episode was that? Uh, that was like two episodes ago. So to eleven. Give us an actual. 11. I'm gonna check. Um, you didn't. You don't write it in the names though when you edit. So I don't know. Sometimes I do. You didn't. That eleven time. is the social network. Then it's 12. It's episode 12. Go back to episode 12. Um, and yeah, because this is 14. Yeah. You were thinking it's 13. Yep. So it, go back to episode 12 for like a more in-depth um, what we think about The Big Sick. But The Big Sick is just such a fantastic rom-com. It's there's and it's so it's so amazing to me the fact that this is real because it's also such a bizarre. Yeah. Like set of circumstances. And but it, but at the end like there's never a case where it's like the, at the end is what makes it go like it makes it believable mm -hmm. where it's just like uh, you know what I'm talking about I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about so it's just like it's such an amazing thing when she wakes up right yeah 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 and like the fact that you spend like most of the time just having with him uh, growing a relationship with her parents yeah and like and just and the parents like loving him and, and they I, didn't want to and they did they know they did not want they to did not like him at all no and it's just like it's such a fantastic film and i love it no that was that was a great recommendation yeah so yeah if you want to hear that our full analysis though go to episode 12 yeah Alrighty. um my number two pick is the holiday 
Oh, does this have Vince Vaughn? No. Oh. Um, it's Jude Law, Jack Black, Ooh, Cameron Law. Diaz, and Jack Kate Black. Winslet. Oh, oh, Jack Black, Jack Black. Did you see that thing I sent you today? Which thing? It was on Instagram. No. I'm going to bring it up here now. This was crazy. I think I opened it, but I wasn't able to actually view it because I was going to class. You're insane. Uh, this was like on Reddit that this was discovered. I'm going to read it out. Today I learned Judith Love Cohen, who helped create the abort guidance system, which rescued the Apollo 13 astronauts, went to work on the day she was in labor. She took a printout of a problem she was working on to the hospital. She called her boss and said she finished the problem and gave birth to Jack Black. Wait, say that again. <laughs> Today I learned Judith Love Cohen, who helped create the abort guidance system, which rescued the Apollo 13 astronauts. She went to work on the day she was in labor. She took a printout of a problem she was working on to the hospital. She called her boss and said she finished the problem and then gave birth to Jack Black. Wow. Right? Imagine that being your birth story, bro. Imagine that being your birth story, bro. I know. I'd never shut up about it if I was Jack Black. I can't believe he doesn't advertise (laughs) this. I don't know what their relationship is like, but yeah, I'd never shut up about that. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. What a like, well, uh, also, like somebody commented, the last two words catch you like a chair to the back. (laughs) Because you're just not expecting it to be like, and then she gave birth to Jack Black. I love Jack Black. If someone, I love him too. He's if so someone great. was going to play me in a movie, Jack Black would be on that list. Well, Jack Black is like the only person where it, you could say any like character or like he, he, say he's in any movie and you'll go, oh yeah. Yeah. He fits like every movie. Yeah. Doesn't matter what. Goosebumps, The Holiday. It's crazy. Yeah. He could be in a horror movie and I'd be like, oh yeah. Jack Black. I love Jack I'll Black. I'll try it out. Yeah. He's Bowser in the new Mario movie. I know. I'm so <laughs> excited. It's the only heard. reason I'm going to watch that. That's valid. Um, I'm going to watch it for a few people. I'm so um, glad he's back. Me too. Me too. Crazy. Love it. But yeah, so the holiday. Mm-hmm. So essentially, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz swap places. And Kate Winslet lives in uh, a small town in London and Cameron Diaz lives in um, a mansion essentially in LA. Okay. And they swap places. And then. I want the cottage. That's what Cameron Diaz goes to. Um, and then Cameron Diaz meets Jude Law, and the, who okay. is Kate Winslet's brother, mm-hmm. while uh, Kate Winslet meets Jack Black, who is a composer for movies that. Uh, of course he is. Yes, he's a composer. <laughs> He makes music for movies. Kate Winslet won, by the way. (laughs) She definitely won. So did Jack Black. I do like Jude Law, though. Jude Law's great. Um, And it's just, it's a great home campy story. Um, Alyssa was very surprised I liked it as much as I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I watch it all the time. I've at least watched it three times in the last two months. I'm very much liking the idea of this one. It's on Netflix. You should give it a watch. I watch it. Not now. I'm kind of good on rom coms. Yeah, the no, that's fair. We I've been obsessing over them for weeks as well, so I'm kind yeah. of dying out. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's my number two. Uh, what's your number one then? She's out of my league. She's out of my league. Tell me about she is out so of my league. It is the Every guy relationship I've ever had. no. Not really. <laughs> so the guy who play, who voices Hiccup and is the apprentice in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, I know him. Yeah. So he um. 
he plays every woman is out of his league <laughs> every I, that's hold on we're getting to that yeah. so the whole point so it's a it's a rom-com and it does all the tropes yes of rom-com, running to the airport meeting the person way out, that you think is way out of your league all mm-hmm. that but it's if the guy was the girl and the girl was the guy so I the girl runs through the airport the the uh the uh the girl run throughs run throughs the airport um mm. and like all that oh. it's all flipped the tropes are flipped crazy rich asians does the um airport thing kind of he he's crazy rich so he buy instead of running through an airport which is very illegal and you can't do that anymore mm. um he buys a ticket and he just oh. catches her on the plane <laughs> then he proposes on the plane oh that's cute it's very cute um but uh it does. It flips all the tropes over and makes him the mm-hmm. main focus. It makes it his story instead of more her story, and that's what I really like. And it, it also who is the female um, lead interest? It's she's not in a lot. Um, really? Yeah. No. Surprising. You're gonna name her. I'm gonna be like, wait, she's not in a lot. She's super famous. Alice Eve. Oh no, I don't know that name. Um, she's in Star Trek. Before we that go, doesn't dis- that doesn't narrow it down. No, she's not in a lot. Um, Which Star Trek? Uh, hold on, let me go back. It was made in two thousand ten. Um, okay, now my phone will be slow. Of course, none of this helps me. Okay, anyways. Anyways, so essentially, it has T.J. Miller though. It has like a great like. Oh, T.J. Miller before he was problematic. Yeah, um, but. So essentially, he meets her in the airport, and then uh, he asks her out, and she says yes. Now the whole movie like surrounds this girl being like a ten out of ten, like mm-hmm. bomb dot com. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't so, matter though if she's interested in him. Yeah, well, and that's what the whole movie is about. The whole okay. movie is okay. about how no one is really out of anyone's league. You just have you they, and you need to be enough for yourself. Oh, that's nice. And it's it's a very campy, very fun movie. Um I can watch it all the time and always know what's happening. Um it's I it's my so you're it's saying so you, good. you understood this movie first time. Yeah. It didn't confuse you at all cuz you're that good about movies. You're never confused watching a movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? You need to understand when I'm making a I joke. Know, I, I do. You're ironic a lot. I'm bad with irony. Um, <laughs> but it, it's the first rom-com I ever saw that made it from the guy's point of view and made it yeah. to... And I just... I really like that aspect of it. They don't do it a lot. No. And they should. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. It's like echoing or something. Do you hear echo, it? Echo. Echo. Um, echo. And that's that's cookie, definitely my favorite. Echo, echo. <laughs> that's definitely my favorite one, though. Um, I, I love... I freaking love... Uh, that movie, yeah, it's it's so good. I'm gonna recommend it to you someday if you don't watch it without me. Mm, um, interesting. So just make your decision now. It sounds good, but it, it it doesn't seem like something where it's like, oh yeah, you should definitely make that a recommendation. It's worth it. Okay. okay. It really is. It's it's. I'm more interested in the holiday. I'll be honest. That's fair. So yeah, the holiday has a more star-studded cast, but the she's on my. I also league. like the premise. That's fair. She's out of my league though. When you watch it, I feel like you're gonna be like, "This is totally a Seth movie." Like, yeah, that's totally fair. Totally a Seth movie. A bad movie. Screw you. <laughs> okay, screw you. <laughs> Anyways, I just recommended you a great movie last week, and you loved it. Shout out to Sing Street. Um, you're still laughing, buddy. I'm so sorry. That wasn't meant to offend you. It's fine. <laughs> you always think I have bad taste in movies. 
it was a joke. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay, Val. Seth, don't it's be okay. mad at me. <laughs> I'm not actually mad. It was just funny. That was so genuine. <laughs> I was just like, screw you, bro. That was so genuine. <laughs> nah, man, I'm just a good actor. Oh, I see. Neither right. of us are actors. No, neither of us are actors. I hate acting. Um, I don't hate it. I hate it. I don't want to act ever in my life. Right. Um, what about with people? No, I'm 100% myself. If you don't like me, get the hell out. Mm, fair enough. I argue with you all the time. I was like, this movie's great. You're wrong. <laughs> like, I, uh, I and want, I wholeheartedly we believe bring it. Up, should we bring up the last discussion we had? No. <laughs> He would have a, he would like design it to have as many points as he wants. We're going to leave this in. No, he wouldn't, but we're not doing this. So guess what we're talking about. Let's Email talk in. about your recommendation from last week. Yes. My recommendation from last week was the sound of metal. And it was phenomenal. Yes, it is. What did you like get into what you liked about it? The sound design gave me chills. Oh my gosh, And it's I amazing. see you a whole text about this. Do, do you, like, know what I'm talking about from, like, the moment he loses it? I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you, like, I shit you not, 100% the most accurate thing in that movie for me. And that's what gave me chills about it was that you said it was so accurate. And then I go in and I watch it and I'm like, oh my god, this is, like, a lot. I've experienced that. It's like it was such a weird sense of representation that I didn't know I like wanted or needed where it was just like, holy shit, that's real. Yeah. It's very real and it's crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the sound design alone, yeah. just on its own. That alone. You are that, a sound that alone. guy. I am a sound guy. I love sound. I'm, 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 I'm pretty decent. It's something I really want to do for the company specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably my favorite thing I like to do theater wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun side note though. Uh, the director of this, Darren something, mm-hmm. uh, is best friends with, uh, Misha Collins. That's cool. Yeah. He actually, uh, Misha Collins, like, went to the Oscars for whenever this w- movie was nominated, or I think it won. I think uh, it won, too. It's whenever, it, you know, like, this movie was there, and people were like, why is Misha Collins at the Oscars? And it's like, oh, they're friends. <laughs> He's nah. friends with, like, a really good director. Well, and this, the guy who plays the main... Uh, Riz Ahmed. He, he's the villain, and, um... Yeah, I know, but Venom. that was a bad performance by him. Anyways, um, no, it was. Now, yeah, he's also he, in Rogue One. He wasn't great. Oh, he is in Rogue One. He's the pilot. Oh, yeah. I like to see Rogue One. Um, but, anyways, so the sound design alone. So, what I really love about it is it changes like how much they can hear. At first, you're like, okay, so it's based off how deaf you are. But then when you meet Joe and you see it from his point of view, he hear like he doesn't hear, but to the audience, they portray it as he can hear just as well as anyone else. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. where and then as um, what's the main character's which is name? his point, which is I know that's like the point. But what's the main character's name? Oh, jeez, I don't even know. I just I'm am so like, it's Riz Ahmed. We could just call him Riz Ahmed. OK, so Riz's character, he uh, he's deaf, though. And like mm-hmm. when he goes deaf, he he's can't understand. Like, it's just kind of like it is what it is. Yeah. And I really liked that it that not only did they try and tell that story, but they designed the sound to fit it because a lot of movies don't won't do that mm-hmm. and won't really go to the excruciating small detail to make sure it all tells a story. Because if it's not motivated and if it's not all uh, correlated, it just doesn't 
hit as hard yeah where when this happened i was like oh my god and i, I mean i was only like 30 minutes in when i sent you that and i was like dude this is great sound design because of this specifically yes and i, and like, I love the thing, that the fact of like it, it, it's perfect because it's like if you're doing a movie about somebody who loses his hearing like sound is the most important part of this film yeah. so you need to make sure that you are putting in every bit of work into the sound design of this and it pays off so well and uh, i i really and like the, and the story is great too the, mm-hmm. the story is great too of like him just he's mad about like because he's his career or his life as far as he know it knows it because of something that he could not control or even uh like anticipate it's just it's just all of his life is gone now because he can't do this or he can kind of mm-hmm. but it's just a thing of like it's never going to be the same and so he's mad rightfully so and then one of the things i i genuinely liked about this movie and something that my mom actually really hated about this movie she does not like this movie um she does not like this movie because i'm gonna talk about this but go on oh you know why i know exactly why you talked about it before okay um is this movie sets up a lot of potentials to go in cliche routes yeah for storylines um it's been a minute since I've seen the movie. Do you know a bunch of them? Um, him falling in love with Lauren Ridloff's character. The teacher. The teacher. Yeah, that was definitely um, something. There's like some weird connection there, but ultimately the connection is you as the viewer are so used to seeing a man and a woman that you kind of ship them together. So really, they don't really have any sort of connection. It's just mm-mm. it you, you've seen so many movies where it goes that way. You think it's going to go that way. And then it doesn't. And I love that because I'm like, I didn't, I didn't want them to go together. It was going to like add one too many things to it. And there are so many, I mean, you could say that like, um, they shouldn't have, cause I think it is very purposeful that they set up these potential cliches, but I think, um, I think why they did that was even to stand out a bit more for people like me to like, go like, Oh, I'm so glad they didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they didn't. But it, I guess it is a double edged sword because you have like my mom who is, I guess more general audiences, she's watching it and she loves that stuff. She loves those cliche uh, storylines. So she watched this and was like, I did not want this. She was like, he didn't want, she didn't want him to get together with her his ex-girlfriend or who he was dating when he lost his hearing she wanted him to start a new life in this like hearing community and date the teacher Mm -hmm. but that didn't happen because that's super cliche but i liked that it wasn't yeah it was something that i just thoroughly enjoyed um yeah no i i remember sitting in it and i was like no, I don't, I don't, and like, I, I walked in, or I didn't walk in, I, while I was watching, I was just like, I hope I see what Brad means about the whole cliche thing, and then as I was watching, I was like, you know, I don't really want that to happen, and then mm-hmm. I kind of thought about it, and I was like, I really, I don't want these to happen, and the movie also set it up to where the only real intention for any of those cliches to happen was your own vice. The yeah. movie did not exactly. portray a romantic connection. It did not portray that Joe would help him after he fixed his fix, quote unquote, his mm-hmm. hearing. Like mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't portray, it didn't, it, it, it set it up to where it could have gone that way. And I but think, you never felt like it was. And I think one of the, like, um, it, it really is a testament to the character design yeah. of these characters. That was something that they did say um, 
about this movie was that they they there's like a formula for characters and what they did with this was they stuck to it to the letter mm-hmm. so it's the case of like cliche would say that joe would help our antagonist because he's the antagonist it's like a form of plot armor mm-hmm. or something but but from what the character has taught and has said in the past and his actions he wouldn't so he doesn't and it's so much more genuine and it feels more real even if it maybe not even feels more real it is more real yeah and it's for me yeah i it was like a, a round of applause like it's it's very again it is very much like well you may maybe shouldn't have like set it up to look that way or something but it was just like i'm so glad they didn't do it that way i'm so glad they stuck with it and it was fantastic. I enjoy it so much. It's, I believe, either it is Criterion or it's going to be Criterion. I freaking hope so. It's not yet. I hope it does, okay. though. Yeah. I think Sam said it. it's going to be. The next thing I like would definitely have to be whenever the relationship first opened up. I was like, I literally wrote, is this relationship toxic? <laughs> and then about 20 minutes later, I went, frick, I think this relationship is toxic. Mm-hmm. And it was, at first I was like, okay, so he's doing a lot for her, but I don't know. It just gave me a vibe. I was like, I don't know. And then whenever he was talking to Joe for the first time and he was like, you seem like an addict. Are you an addict? And and then Riz, Riz's character went, I've been clean four years. It was on heroin. And then he goes, okay, well, how long have you been with your girlfriend? He went four years. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so this relationship is toxic. Mm-hmm. And then you go through it and I'm like, I don't want him to end up with uh, Lauren Ridloff's character. They're very codependent. Yes. Well, and it's not just that. They're trauma bonded. And they yes. also like discuss that. But they also. He literally lives for her. Mm-hmm. He wants to do everything just to constantly be around her, which in a certain light can be a nice thing but the way that their relationship was it wasn't it was definitely something that was not working and that's why like i mean she had to force this guy to even consider doing it she was like if you don't go we're breaking up essentially and then she leaves and goes lives with her dad and it's a whole thing and then when he goes see her with her dad or when he goes to see her and meets her dad and he's just like she's doing great right now and she's doing better yeah he notices that and then whenever they're like he starts making out with her and then she backs up and he's just like listen i get it Mm -hmm. it's fair this this isn't working anymore and it was a very that was like a real turning point for me for his character um and it just really was just like oh yeah like he's really like grown through this especially Mm -hmm. once he like got the surgery and all of that dramatic experiences like you hate them but man do you you do grow from them yeah and that's what the case was for this because like just it all culminates in the end he's left his girlfriend which was a not a good relationship for either of them and then and he decides to just go deaf because really the surgery is awful it's like, worse I, yeah i could not imagine living through like the hearing that he was using like you can it come, gave me a headache just watching oh, the literally, movie it sucks, I literally, man i literally got turned off a little bit i was like okay this is Again, killing me like, though perfect for sound sound design yeah it was but great like, that's why i loved it i was like i yeah, love but this like, but it's killing it me so uncomfortable the whole time i can't imagine anyone wanting to live like that and it was just the thing of like, it, it was great. Like it was, I like, I also like how that ends that it's just him alone in a park 
with nothing. I actually want to talk about that. Yeah. So right before the movie ended, I didn't think it was near an end yet. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel yeah. like it it's was very, starting it a new like story. That. And then it, and I just wrote when he takes the implants off. And mm-hmm. then like two minutes later, the movie ended. And he, and he and I was like, or like literally seconds later, yeah. it ended. And I was like, frick, that was such a good ending. Yeah. So here's my thought. Such a simple this action movie, that says so much. It says so much. And also, this movie isn't... It, it, I feel like it successfully does what King of Staten Island wanted to do. Have you seen that? No. So it's Pete. I know Dav- what it is. So it's Pete Davidson's autobiography. Um, and like it's completely different movies, but kind of feels the same, I guess, because like who the character, who the main character is. Okay. Similar main characters, I guess, would be the best way to put it. But, um, it's you go through this movie and you think like the whole movie is like this new beginning of him being deaf mm-hmm. when in reality you're actually witnessing the, the end, the end of a phase of his life to start a new one. And it doesn't start until he takes those implants mm-hmm. off. Absolutely. It's acceptance. And like, I just, and it just, it like f- makes you drop your jaw flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Cause you're just like, I thought like this was going to go a completely different way and it completely changes the narrative when the movie ends there because that's the start. That's the actual start of what is going to be his life. This yep. was not that this whole movie was just him crashing. And there's a weird sense of like for me watching it whenever I realized that that was the end because yeah you're absolutely going like there's a whole new phase for his life that's going to happen but I also got like a sense of liberation from yeah, that oh for sure that's what I, I like that that ties into it like yeah, he's yeah. he's literally he becomes a new person he's now way he's it, well more free than he has been his entire life and you yeah, know it absolutely it's the thing of like d- dude you can do like whatever you want I mean, besides music, I guess. Um, but like, you can do like the world is kind of your oyster. Just pick and choose. It, it's so rarely, only whenever you're a kid, usually do you have a situation where you can pick and choose what you're going to do. And so, whenever you have that again, I dream about having that again. I mean, I love. I'm still chasing my goal, and like, I want to do that. But there is something about that liberating feeling of whenever going you like first decide of like. No, of not even deciding of just like, what will I do? There's <laughs> something about that. That's just like, it's so there's, it, it's just, I daydream about it again of like, what would I do if I weren't doing this? Yeah. And it's such a like, I don't know. It's so, it's so it's nice. It's different. It's a completely different ball it's, game. Like you said, it's very freeing. I just, I was flabbergasted <laughs> by that ending. It it's was a fantastic the perfect movie. ending to that film. It really film. was. And I just, I look like I, 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 that happened. I literally just, I was like, that movie was so good, man. Like I, I remember, I remember starting, I was like, I don't know, Brad, this looks rough. Whenever you watch, really, you thought this looked rough. The beginning, I was just kind of like, I don't know if this is going to be like Berries, you know? Mm -hmm. And then once the second, the second his hearing went out. Mm Mm-hmm. I was intrigued instantly, mm-hmm. instantly. And it was so funny because I went to text you about the sound design in that moment. I was and wondering. And you just texted me and said, yeah. said nothing about the sound design because you knew I'd say something. Well, yeah, I knew you'd say something. I thought you would say something about that moment that you never said it to me. So I guess I, I think I just took it as like, he wants to talk about it tomorrow. That's fine. Yeah, I did. Um, And but yeah, it is. So uh, 
the amazing thing is like I I found out about this movie. I mean, I think I had heard about this movie, but I the re, the thing that sold me was I saw a, an Instagram post and it was the clip. It was a clip of when he lost his hearing, and then I I hear the sound design, and it's exactly what I've always I've heard for like twenty years, mm-hmm. and I'm like, holy shit, I gotta watch this movie. Because it just immediately connect. If I hadn't seen that, I probably still wouldn't have seen it. And I'm so grateful to that like clip on Instagram mm-hmm. that it, like it 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 gave me a movie that one is fantastic and is art and is so amazing and like I would love to do something close to this. But two, just just for personal representation, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and the main reason I didn't text you while I was watching it was because this is a movie where if you aren't watching, you will completely get lost. I guess that's fair. I had when I did text you, I had to go back because I they were they're signing the whole time. Oh yeah. And like I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. I loved that they were signing. No, that's I use subtitles anyways, mm-hmm. so like it doesn't yeah. make a difference. Well, I I use subtitles because I have hearing loss, so I'll miss something, and then I'll just look to the subtitles to mm-hmm. catch it. So like. <laughs> Well, that's why I didn't text you at first. I was like, I can't text him because if I do, I'll lose where I'm at. I guess that's fair. And yeah. it was just, and like the whole, like I, I didn't want him to get the surgery. Yeah. But he did another mm-hmm. trope that I did. And then I want, I didn't, I wanted him to not get the surgery and then go tell her he was staying there. Mm-hmm. He didn't. I wanted him. Then after he got the surgery, I didn't, I wanted him to go to Joe and say, I'm sorry, this was wrong. He didn't. Instead, he asked for a loan. Yeah. And then he asked because if he could stay the st- night. Because they stuck to the character of like who these people were. Well, and, props- and it's what they would have done. Yeah. He would have, he was a shitty dude. So he would have continued doing shitty things like asking for a loan and staying the night from a guy that he just Backstab. by his actions said, fuck you to. Well, and props to the the actor who plays Joe because mm-hmm. he just completely like I was heartbroken for him yeah like it just tore me apart because like as because not only could you feel the desperation that Riz's character was feeling but Joe as a character you could just your heart was just slowly breaking for the fact that he had to tell him no yeah and he had to tell him this isn't something you fix we are in a condition this is a life this is who we are and if you view it that way I, I don't I will not have that type of mentality here yeah and it just, ugh. And it's it's exactly the point where it's like he says, like, if you have this mentality, you cannot be here. And then it's like, and for Riz's character where it's just like he's he's had this mentality the whole movie. So it's like, of course, he cannot stay here. If he stayed here, it would break the movie where you'd be like, why is he saying like you would kind of or you wouldn't be, even necessarily be able to put it into words, but you would there would be something itching at the back of your head where you're like, that doesn't sounds weird there. But it's just like but they stuck with it and they were true to it and it was and it paid off. Yeah. Well, in the slide scene when he's beating on yes, it and the kid. Yeah, that's what when I said I knew I liked that kid. That was what I was talking about. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I was just like, that is just it, like it, it was beautiful to me. I didn't have to look. I could just feel it. And that's something that's really hard to do in mm-hmm. regular movies, rather someone whether movie where people are deaf mm-hmm. is like show the the feeling because that's what they do. They have to feel to hear half the time now. 
Like that is something that people who are deaf have to do. And so it just, it did so well at showing like all these different angles and sides to the story. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was flabbergasted. Mm -hmm. I was so happy they broke up. (laughs) Yes. God, the whole time I was like, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. There was a, a bit of like my look on the relationship where it was like there was something sweet there, but you're you're right. It it wasn't good. It wasn't right. Just because it was sweet and was helpful doesn't it mean it was helpful healthy. in the right way. It yes, wasn't it wasn't healthy. healthy. Just because it was helpful doesn't mean it was healthy. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I love this movie. And yeah, uh, Sing Street. The fact that you had picked a movie that was so like it had a message and it had like a, something that it was wanting to say and get across. I was like, I can't, I have to pick the sound of metal because it was like, this is, this is a movie to like pair up with that one. I felt. Yeah, no, it was, it was the, it was a really, really good recommendation, yeah. Brad. Would you call that a perfect movie? Uh, No, I wouldn't call it a perfect movie. It's very close and it's a, uh, masterpiece it's a um um oh there's another piece but it's just like it's a fantastic film i can't praise it enough but again for me perfect film is is a sacred um thing to say that's fair so i i don't throw that out lightly i know that i was just curious though because you've just you've hyped this movie up at least three times it, on this it, podcast well, it's definitely a personal thing for me the the representation for it is there's not a lot of representation for deaf people and the ones that are, they don't necessarily get it right. It's kind of like, um, how cooks feel about cooking in movies and then chef comes, comes along and it kind of nails it Mm -hmm. where it's just the thing of like, this was the movie that just nailed it. Cause I, I actually just thought about baby driver and, Another thing that I I deal with is tinnitus, the like constant ringing, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not exact in, from what we hear in baby driver, like it's nothing where I go like, Oh, I hear that. It's the thing of like, they say tinnitus and I go like, Oh, I have that, but I never like heard it and like connected with it. Mm -hmm. So it was that sort of thing. But with this, it was like, I hear from the sound design, I hear it and I go, Holy shit. They nailed it. They nailed it. Yeah. How did they nail it? That's crazy. That's such a hard thing to do, to nail something that someone only experiences in their own head. Like, that's a very hard thing to do, and they did it. That's why I'm like, I I praise it so much, because it's a very personal thing. No, no, I and I, I wasn't giving you any, like, shit for praising no, it. No, no, I'm not thinking that. I'm just, I'm, I'm explaining. No, no, I, I just, I really wanted you to know, like, how touching this movie was to me, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Because it, it really, it really was. Have you ever watched A Silent Voice? No, it's actually on my list. I, I actually, I have a Netflix list and I've added it to it, but I just never got around to it. I'm very bad about, like, if I have a list of movies, it takes me forever to get to one. That's why <laughs> so. I get DVDs, because I'm more likely to watch it if it's physical. I don't no, know that's why. When it will that's be where buried. it clicks. <laughs> that's See, when it will be. It will be worse that way. It's buried if it's on streaming services. I for have. Me. Um, I have a Netflix list, which is like it's very short, and I it's it's definitely harder for me to watch those because I'm like I never look at the Netflix list, mm-hmm. and I have an actual list at my um in my apartment. I got like one of those chalk um 
Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, the chalk like wallpaper thing. I put it up and I put a list of um they're mostly criterion, but some other ones I've added. The notebook was one of them. I um, saw that, yeah. So I get to cross that one out. But um even then, like it's literally staring at me constantly and I it takes me forever to look at, to watch those movies. So it's just like it takes it, I just have to like mentally get through it. Mm-hmm. The barrier of like I'm going to watch this, but once I get into it, I'm like oh, amazing. <laughs> I feel like that's how you're going to feel about The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Because mm. it's definitely an art movie of sorts mm. if you if, if you want to compare it to like Sound of Metal and Sing Street. Yeah, we still got to do that. Yeah, we're going to do that soon. You know what? Maybe we should take our time. Watch more art movies. Yeah, I want to take our time. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I have another art movie I'm going to make you watch next time. Okay. Don't spoil it. I'm not. No, okay. I was just looking at it to be honest. I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. It's definitely what I'm picking, you know? Um, um, I that's, don't. That's really... Yeah. Oh, he solders. In one of the scenes, he has that like metal wand, and he's like fixing audio equipment before he loses oh, his hearing. Yeah. That's called soldering, and well, I've I done that. I know what soldering is, but oh, I, I, sorry, you said it, and it was just so random that I was like, "What?" And then uh, yeah, I connected. I, he solders. Yeah. You know how nice that is. I. That's, I bet it that's makes sound sense. representation right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's a different sound representation. I believed right it there. when, I, like, when I saw him do that, I was like, okay, I actually believe you're a musician now. Yeah. I believe that you do this mm-hmm. because I saw it. And mm-hmm. that's something like I, as a as someone who does sound on different levels, mm-hmm. has done that multiple times. I've never done soldering. My nephew has done soldering. It's so fun. But I've really, I think it's, it I, seems so intimidating. It's very tedious. And I like tedious. Things. It's very intimidating because it's like I'm melting metal or plastic or something. It's very like it's ugh. a lot less terrifying once you see it. That's fair, I guess. You know. I've seen it. No, it's more like once you doing do it though. Yeah. Like once you like sit and like do it yourself, you're like, oh, this is cake. I guess that's fair. Bread baking is also that way. That's fair. Once I got into it, it was like, oh, I can just do this. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's all I really have to say. Mm-hmm. So uh, tune in next week to hear us talk about weathering with you and a topic that we have not decided on yet. Yep. Um, so just tune in. It'll, it'll be another great topic like we always yeah, do. Indeed. So uh, this will be uh, to be continued. Yep. See you guys next week. Bye.